Welcome to the Mexico Business Now podcast. This is a view from the top, an open space for industry experts to share knowledge, information, and expertise on the most relevant topics, events, and happenings on their corresponding sectors. Welcome everyone to the newest edition of the Mexico Business Now podcast. Today with us are Jerónimo and Emiliano Serna, co-founders and COO and CEO of Briscoe and Breck. Briscoe is a flexible omni-channel solution that simplifies the process of escalating a company's online presence by offering a better brand experience and reducing operational risks. Jerónimo, Emiliano, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Sofia. Thank you for having us. A pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, too. I would like to start off the podcast by giving you guys some space to explain to us a little bit more of what Briscoe and Breck are and your roles within them. Sure. And I'll start with Briscoe. Basically, in Briscoe, we saw the need for companies to combine the physical retail experience with the online retail experience. And we saw that these two worlds were completely separated. So we saw an opportunity to merge these two into one and provide a better customer experience for the clients and reduce operational costs by turning stores into logistic distribution centers, basically. Yeah. And as for Breck, it's a really interesting project too. Emiliano and I, we've been working for a couple of years together. And as for roles in a company, as we know, in a startup, everything's pretty mixed. So we do a little bit of everything. And in Breck, what we're trying to do is trying to onboard users to Web3 through gaming. And what's the best way to learn about a new technology through games? That's our hypothesis and that's what we're testing. And it's really cool to see how two projects like Briscoe and Breck can work in the same space, even though they're so different. So that, that would be crypto payments and the blockchain economy. Perfect. So before we go any further, I'd like to divide the interview into parts. First, let's talk about Briscoe and then we'll get into the new project, Breck. Now, focusing on Briscoe, why did you decide to go into the world of e-commerce and what was it that you saw in the sector that didn't exist or wasn't being attended correctly? Well, we started to get into the world of e-commerce on the beginning of the pandemic. We started importing KN95 masks. And after a couple of months of operating in Amazon, Mercado Libre and other marketplaces, we started to see the differences in the online and offline shopping experience. That's when we went into more detail on how we could merge these two worlds together. We started going into physical stores, asking them what was the operational cost of having an online store and a physical retail store. And that's where we saw that there were completely different worlds. So that's how we started to do the Briscoe and distribution centers for physical stores. Yes. And we've also been amazed how Amazon has changed how e-commerce is done. But how come most stores are years away from what Amazon has accomplished for the customer? And that's when we realized they can leverage existing technologies to be on par with the giants. Further exploring this, what you're doing then is that you're providing these solutions that usually are only available to Amazon or big platforms to smaller businesses, right? Exactly. Yes. Require a large investment as a store to offer services that Amazon has. So we want to bring those services to these physical stores that are smaller. I'm very interested in that. What exactly is the relevance of physical stores when we're talking about e-commerce? So many clients are are now used to one to two day shipping at most. And if you look into physical stores, 
when you buy from directly from a store online as well, uh, you get a five to seven day shipping time. So that's basically a large amount of time compared to what Amazon has. And if you want to offer a one to two day shipping, you have to have a logistics platform to coordinate all the moving parts. And it's really tough. You have to invest a lot of money and it's really tough for a small to medium physical store to operate all this. So that's where we come in. We simplify this process. We bring the best practices that Amazon has shown on the market and we bring them to smaller to medium stores so that they can offer the customer experience that the customers are used to right now. Mm -hmm. And for the importance of the physical store, think about it. Most stores are strategically put near thousands of customers. And it's funny how that store won't ship you the product you're buying, even though it's in that store five minutes away from you. And that's when we realized the opportunity of actually joining these two businesses, the online and the physical, and leveraging your physical location that's near thousands of potential customers for extremely fast shipping. Shifting the focus of it, I want to dive into you two as entrepreneurs. I'd like to know how do you navigate your entrepreneurial endeavor with limited resources? What advice would you give to new entrepreneurs who wanted to scale their business and make the most out of it whilst looking for funding? Of course. Yes, that's a great question. So um, I think the most important thing you should do is test. Testing is key for every business. And the current economic situation has shown the importance of using funds wisely. Before the pandemic and during the pandemic, a lot of companies were raising a lot of money. And in this winter, we're seeing how profitability is king. And testing with low budget is what's going to make you a successful entrepreneur. And be creative. There's many ways you can test and simulate whether your value proposition is actually creating value for the customer and whether there's a market for it. You don't need a lot of cash. You don't need even your friends and family cash. You can do it by yourself. There are many technologies out there that can simulate your product just to make sure you're actually delivering value. So test, test, talk to customers. And like they say, get out of the building. You guys mentioned creative ways to test. What are some that you could share with us? Definitely. So for example, people pay a lot of money for their website or their application, or they're sure they need an app. I don't know why, but they just, they're sure they need for the first version, they need an app. There are many technologies. One of them is Bubble, Bubble IO. It's a great no code platform where you can build pretty much whatever you want. They're a almost a billion dollar business and their whole business is built on their platform. So that's just a way to prove that you can pretty much build anything and you need to pay $20 a month. So that's how you can scale your MVP and realize that there's a market for your product before investing tens and thousands of dollars to developers that is most likely going to fail because you're basing everything off a hypothesis. Now, something that I believe will be interesting for our listeners is that you started Briscoe while still in college and you're just now about to graduate. So once you graduate, how do you think the company will change its course? I think it will be quicker because after all, you need time, a lot of time to work on a project. I really like starting the business while you're in college because you can get your classes and, and combine them with the business world so you can learn a lot by practicing in what is actually out there. So I really like that. And once we are out of Tech of Monterrey, I think it will be really interesting because we're going to have 
a lot of time to dedicate everything to our projects and see where it takes us. Great. And would you describe your process as entrepreneurs as one of risk takers? I know that this has been more of a trend lately, being risk takers and laughing at your failures and so on. But what do you believe has been the role of risk and failure in your journey? I think it's really important to fail because if you don't fail, you won't succeed. Basically, I, I see failure as steps to success. So you do have to take risks. It's true. If you, The best thing to do if you want to start a project is start now. Don't overthink it. Just start, test, and fail. It's really interesting how you can fail and learn at the same time. So I really like the process. Yes. And like Emmy said, you have to be a risk taker. It's something you have to be. And starting is sometimes the hardest thing for a lot of people. And I would say, take a risk on your favorite hobby and try to make a business out of it. But take that risk to make sure it goes beyond just yourself. And then you're going to realize you have a business out of it. Geronimo, could you give an example of that? Did one of your companies start with a hobby of yours that then became a business? Yes, definitely. So for Breck, one of our hobbies, we've been investing in cryptocurrencies for a long time. Since around five years ago, we've been investing in cryptocurrencies. And, and we, it was an accident that we created a business out of it because we started buying in the metaverse and started getting into Web3 games. And that's when we realized we can bring users to Web3 through gaming because they have fun while doing it. And we realized because we talked to a lot of friends, a lot of people about cryptocurrencies and everyone thought we were crazy and no one really saw the value. And then we got them to play games and then they realized they've been using cryptocurrencies all along. So that's the way we created Breck and it was sort of an accident. It was just talking to friends and using what we've been doing for a lot of, a couple of years. And that's how we realized there was potential and value. We mentioned earlier that you started in this entrepreneurial path at a very young age, but I'm sure that you've had obstacles in your way. Could you share one or two examples of significant obstacles you have encountered as entrepreneurs and how you dealt with them? Of course. So when we started Brisco, it was a complete challenge to bring the K95 masks to Mexico. We basically got into debt with a company, promising them the mask at a certain time frame. But after we didn't complete the time frame, they canceled the order and we were left with a really big debt. So all the money was spent on buying the mask. So we didn't have the money to pay them back. And we had a contract with them and we were being penalized every day that we didn't deliver. So we had to find a way to convince them and negotiate with them to bear with us. And we were going to complete the order. And it was a really interesting thing because we didn't know how to pay the debt. So we had to do everything in our power to bring the masks from China to Mexico, even though China had closed its distribution centers. So it was really challenging. But after all, we were able to complete the order and we didn't have to pay the debt after that. Yeah. And for obstacles as a founder, it's also really interesting to see how most founders, including me, you try to micromanage every aspect of the business. And at the beginning, it can help you out. But once you start off and you get some traction, it's going to kill you. Because that's when you realize what being a founder is. Being a founder is knowing who to partner with, is knowing how to create a team, because you're always the captain of the ship. And when you try to do everything yourself, which is something we did for a lot of time, we, we try to do everything ourselves because we didn't trust anyone to 
run the operations. And that's a big mistake, big obstacle as a founder that you realize you need to know who to partner with. You need to know how to create a team. And you have to have faith that people will see your value proposition and they will bring that value to life with you as the captain of the ship. Perfect, guys. I just wanted to circle back a bit. Emiliano, could you go further into detail on how you solved the mask situation and how the negotiation went? It was more on the negotiation side because we had spent all the money that they gave us on the masks. So we couldn't do anything with the masks because we couldn't sell them. And basically when, when they opened up the ports again, we told them that we were going to do a special price for them. We lowered our margins, but at the end we did deliver on the promise. We did deliver the products. It was not that hard because... Many people were experiencing the same things. China was closed for everyone. It was not just us. It was not completely our fault. So we had to negotiate with what we had in store from the pandemic. So it was negotiating for around two weeks after all they agreed because we couldn't pay them. We couldn't deliver until a month later. And one of the things that happened, it was really interesting. Part of the negotiation said that they were not going to take some of the masks. So we were left with some inventory that was unsold that lowered our margins by a significant amount. So that's what actually pushed us to go into Amazon and the marketplaces. So that problem, we were never going to sell in the marketplaces. We were forced to find a way to sell this inventory. And that's how we realized, well, let's do it marketplaces. And we were able to become one of the top products in Amazon. And that's when actually Briscoe, the rest of Briscoe was born. So one thing leads to another, and that's that was pretty fun. I like how apparently all your entrepreneurs have come from serendipitous situations. Breck with investing in crypto and Briscoe with this very stressful situation that ended up being very profitable. <laughs> so adding up to that, how would you guys describe success and your perspective on it? And at what point do you decide to move on to the next project? I think it's really hard to pinpoint success. Because success, it can be very objective. You can say, all right, I sold 10 items and that's success for me. But after all, I think it's always evolving. You always have to evolve to look for growth opportunities. So I wouldn't define that we've been successful per se. I would define that we're in the process of building something, something big. So it's really hard to describe success for me. Yes, I would have to second that with Emmy. I think founders can definitely have their goals and reaching that goal is like a mini success, but overall success, it's got to be defined by everyone. Everyone has their own definition. I think we're on a great path, but there's a lot more to do. And for deciding on to move to the next project, we decide to move to a next project when we realize we have a great team behind Briscoe that can deliver what we're trying to deliver. And we can allocate some of our time to creating even more value on another market. So that's when we started exploring. Like I said, it was an accident break, but when we decided to explore it even further, we were in a really good state in Briscoe. So that's what allowed us to move forward. Now, I like to talk about break specifically. I liked how you mentioned that you had to learn to stop micromanaging a project and how that allowed you to start this new project. So could you tell us more about Breck, this new project you're developing? Who is it for and why did you decide to work on it? Of course. So the project is really fun. We started getting into it when NFTs exploded and we realized 
we've been investing in cryptos and now this NFT. So we decided to give it a shot. And when we bought our first NFT, we made a lot of research and we realized there's these things called utility NFTs that actually have value behind the NFTs, not just art and supply and demand. And this value was given on a game in the metaverse. So in order to play that game in the metaverse, you need to have that NFT. And once you play in the metaverse with that NFT, you get some of the tokens in that blockchain to you because you're the owner. So you actually make money while you earn. And that's how play to earn is born. And we realized we can actually allow people, we can rent out our NFT, allow them to play with our NFT, and they can make a living out of it. At the time, cryptos were booming and someone could make an average of around $50 per day if they were consistent gamers. Of course, it was a bubble, but at the time it was enough to realize they were onto something. So making $50 a day for a lot of people is a lot of money and it's gaming. So that's when we realized we can actually onboard people who've never been in touch with cryptocurrencies through gaming with our service. And that's when we created a platform where gamers around, right now we're Mexico focused, around Mexico, join the platform, start playing games, whether it's crypto games or regular games, and they earn cryptos in our wallet. And that's a way for them to experience the Web3 ecosystem by gaming without having that barrier of entry. And that's what we've been working on today too. Is this project already available or when will it launch? Yes, yes. It's actually already available. We have a couple hundred players constantly active in a lot of tournaments. And you can see us at breckgaming.com. It's B-R-E-K. And it's definitely something we've been launching and then pulling back, fixing, and then launching again. And it's definitely been fun and interesting. Perfect, guys. Finally, as one of my last questions... People who are your age and my age, I'm sure would like to get some advice from you. So if you could give some entrepreneurs who want to start their business, regardless of age or sector, what would you say? I think it's really important to like what you're doing. You have to have the ambition to actually follow through because if you start a business you don't really like, you're going to have really big ups, big downs. On the downs, it's going to be easy to quit if you don't like it. So I think you should really find something you're passionate about. I think passion is what drives every entrepreneur. So it's really important. And I would also recommend a book, which is called Think and Grow Rich, which tells you the secret, which is not basically a secret. It's something, the steps that you have to take to actually succeed in something. So at the end, the conclusion is that you have to be passionate about what you're doing. You have to have a burning desire to do it. Because if not, you're going you're gonna to quit easily. Yes. I would say also the importance of starting. Make sure you just start. It's easy to have a big idea. And having a big idea actually limits you to start because it sounds so big that you don't know where to begin. So break down your idea into small chunks, something you can start today. And I would also add another book that will teach you how to start. It's Shoe Dog, the story of, of Nike's founder. It's definitely quite the journey he experienced. Definitely make sure you read that. You're going to see how hard it is to start. And once you start, all the problems that come to being a founder. 
But yes, make sure you break down your idea into chunks that you can actually do something today about it. Thank you so much, guys. Just to wrap up the interview, is there any last statement you'd like to share with our listeners? Something important to emphasize on? Um, I think, please, if, if you guys are interested, I love talking to new people. Reach out to me. I would love to talk with founders, with someone who's just starting the project. Networking is some of the most valuable things. So definitely feel free to reach out. And I would like to emphasize on what Jarmo said, just to start taking the first step and see where it takes you. Thank you so much. And thank you for being here with us today. It was really great to have you and to get to know what you guys are doing and where you're headed. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much, Sofia. Thank you to the team. Thank you. And for everyone listening, thank you so much for listening to the newest edition of the Mexico Business Now podcast. Go check out Jeronimos and Emiliano's work at Breck and Briscoe, and we'll see you in the next one. Yeah.